finish this line. With great power comes very good, great responsibility. Where does this line come from? Spider-Man, that's right. It comes from the comic book and movie franchise Spider-Man. Uncle Ben tells little Peter Parker this line of great wisdom. With great power comes great responsibility. In today's gospel reading, we heard about tenants who were given the great power of taking care of the vineyard. But instead of focusing on the great responsibility that comes with this great power, these wicked tenants seek to reap all the rewards they can from this great power for their own selfish purposes. This gospel is actually an extension of last week's gospel reading, where one son told the father he would not go out and work in the vineyard, but did end up going after all. And the second son told his father he would go out and work in the vineyard, but he ended up not going out to the work in the vineyard after all. So last week's gospel reading tells us that God cares what we do when it comes to going out and working in the vineyard. And today's gospel reading tells us that God also cares about who we're working for in the vineyard. There are those of us who all too often go out and work in the vineyard for our own selfish purposes, trying to retain and gain as much power as we can for our own selfish purposes. Then, there are those of us who are working in the vineyard for God and His purposes. If we're honest with ourselves and God, there's sometimes in our own lives when we go from one of those to the other, sometimes working for our own selfish purposes, and sometimes working for God and His purposes. In each moment of our lives, we get to answer God's question for each of us. Who are you working for? Who we work for either conceals or reveals the great truth that it is God who has given us the power to do the work. For those of us who may feel discouraged by this uh, in the times in our lives when we've been working for ourselves, we should find great consolation by one of the lines in today's Gospel reading, in the future tense that Jesus uses. It tells us a lot about God's heart for each of us. After they beat and killed the owner's servants, God sends his son to the tenants. And Jesus tells us what God is thinking when he sends his son. Jesus tells us God is thinking, they will respect my son. I'm struck by this future tense of God's thinking. Even though we know those times in our own lives when we work for ourselves and our own selfish purposes, rejecting all those that God sends into our lives and communicating to God that Jesus is dead to us for all intents and purposes. God still sends us his son here today, looking at each of us tenants and thinking to himself, they will respect my son. The son of the owner of all that we have been given the one who has been crucified and died for the times when we've misused and abused the power that we've been given, has conquered the power of death and is here with us today. When this all-knowing God sends us his Son in the Eucharist today, God is looking at us, tenants, and thinking to himself, they will respect my Son. God has given us the great vineyard of our own lives, 
not just for ourselves and our own selfish purposes, but fruitful for others that God sends into our lives, as well as for God. It is meant to be fruitful and produce something that can be returned to God. When God sends us his son and others into the vineyards of our lives, instead of casting them out, rejecting them, and living as if they are dead to us, we are meant to welcome them and embrace them. God does not give us a gift to do whatever we want with. Instead, we are meant to use everything and everyone in our lives the way that God has given us this gift and this intended purpose. When God gives us a gift, he has an intended purpose for each and every gift he gives us. And thinking of my own life, when I was ordained, God and Bishop Thomas gave me the great power of being able to preach. What do those of us with the power of being able to preach do with that great power? Well, Pope Quintus has said that in the Catholic Church, quote, in general, the homilies are a disaster. <laughs> First of all, it's nice for Pope Francis to take the time out of his busy schedule to listen to my homilies. <laughs> but he could have been a little nicer with this critique of my homilies. Which Father Jeremy reminded me of about a month ago, the, Pope Francis's prescription for this problem in his homilies. Pope Francis said, homilies should be no longer than eight ten minutes. When Father Jeremy mentioned this to me about a, a month ago in his homily, after my mass, I said to my wife, Julie, yeah, but the greatest preaching ever was Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, which was way longer than ten minutes. <laughs> Julie looked at me and said, yeah, but you're not Jesus. <laughs> Pope Francis and my wife, Julie, have a way of keeping me humble. For those of us who have been given the power to preach, we should not reap the rewards by taking the approach of thinking to ourselves, I have the microphone and you will listen to every word I have to say, no matter how long I preach. Instead, when preaching, I should remember the great responsibility I have to say the words God wants me to say and get out of the way. So whether it be the great power we've been given to preach, to vote, the great power that comes from the knowledge we've been given in school, the great power we get at our work, at home, our marriage, our relationships, and all the other great power that God has given us. God wants us to use it all for his purpose. God, who is the owner of all that we've been given, is sending his son into the vineyard of our lives today in the Eucharist. Instead of casting them off completely, thinks they will respect my son. May we welcome him into the vineyard of our lives, embracing him, giving him all that we have as our way of returning to God who has given us all that we have, what duly and truly response that belongs to him. When we receive Jesus in the Eucharist, we have the great power of the son of the living God living within us, animating our lives. With the Son of the living God in us, may we choose in more moments of our own lives to be doing the work for God and for his purposes. As Jesus dwells in us, it is by how we live our lives that we truly finish 
this line with great power comes great responsibility and Pope Francis if you're watching the length of this homily you're welcome